Okay, I'm on the 137 podcast, and I said in my last one I would go over some information, and I just want to basically do it in a summary of the class that I'm taking, and this one is on obedience, and I said that if we do not allow sin to reign, then grace abides. And if we let God, then obedience becomes much easier. And grace should be a reigning in your life because you're following so the question came up in the classes who's controlling who's controlling in the obedience and many Christians think that they're in obedience but there's an obedience that we think we're doing and there's an obedience from the heart in Romans 6 verse 18 it says that or states that we should be slaves to righteousness and what is that righteousness that's Jesus's righteousness And basically, to have the saving life of Christ in you to overcome, you must know him, you must look upon him, you must yield to him, and you must obey. But there's confusion that has set in in the teachings And one is to control God. The more rules I keep, then I can please God. And then I'll be obeying God. And then he'll do something for me. And the more God will be with me. So it's kind of a pay your way, you know, kind of thinking Um, reward for the things we do which that isn't what the obedience God wants so we have to look at the motivations behind our actions so that comes down to the fact there's a legal and manipulative type of obedience and there's a gospel obedience in Romans 1 1 it states that we are set apart and we're set apart to the gospel 
verse 5, to bring about the obedience to the Gentiles that comes by faith. Romans 16, it concludes in verse 25, a new kind of heart obedience. The mystery manifested by the prophets leading to obedience of faith. Faith is a trusting, but it's also a heart thing. You have to be willing and your heart has to be within it to trust God. So there's faith and obedience. And the teacher of this group brought out the fact that in the Hebrew Bible, there's no word for disobedience. There's no word to translate in Hebrew for disobedience. But rebellion is what they used. So often in the Bible you'll hear Jesus say, He who has ears, let him hear. Well, it comes off the Greek word, and I can't pronounce them, so. <laughs> but actually means, in the Greek, super hearing. So, you must have super hearing to obey. <laughs> he also brought up the fact that, you know, people think then that they can get what they want from God by keeping rules and that they'll get more and the teaching of blessings and curses and the tithe I thought that was very interesting this is the first time I've heard a pastor a theologian actually bring up that aspect of the tithe it's a religion that teaching comes off of a man-driven religion Paul said in his words in chapter Romans chapter 6 verse 25 that it was his gospel that disciples who said this believed a revelation of a new obedience through faith not by works obedience can become a work and an attitude that God has to bless me because of it.
I've heard in even my own walk, well, you don't give enough. If you don't give enough, God can't bless you. And they're mentioning the tithe, basically. And being a single mother, never having a career, always at the aspect of small jobs to raise a child. I didn't have much left over. I didn't have the 10% that many churches require for you to be on their roster. But I always gave. (laughs) I always gave what I could and what I had. And I always did volunteer work. I always helped people. I always gave in many different ways. And God always blessed me. There was a time when I was homeless and I worked paycheck to paycheck. He always took care of me. He always watched after me. And it didn't matter to him what I gave. So this pastor brought this up. A lot of times they'll say God doesn't need your money, but he'll use it in many other ways. Well, that's true. But then why can't I be on your list to help? And volunteer because I'm not on your tithe list. He's always used my money in different different ways. So it's almost like it's a fear-based thing. you don't give enough it creates that so obedience is trust and it means that you can't provide it for yourself in your own righteousness in your own works God provides the righteousness Jesus provides it in you. And he's the only one that can give the perfect obedience through you. So are you going to live by a man's system, what he says you need to do? Because he's translated it in the Bible that way. Jesus lives in you. 
and he offers his righteousness. And through that comes obedience. Because you're not doing it. You're being led to wherever he wants it. Therefore, you can delight in him and you can please him because Christ is in it. We live for him and it comes off of gratitude to him that the whole thing works together for the good. So I thought that was a very good teaching and it confirmed everything in my walk that I wasn't thinking wrong or going crazy or you know why is my life so opposite from what I've been told and yet God is still with me but from the outside I'm not a worthy Christian because I'm poor and I don't give enough therefore you can't be in my inner circle you can't be even in the volunteer circle so I do what the Lord shows me to do and I help people around me and you know I follow where he directs me and I'm totally grateful for what he does for me and I know he's with me and I know he loves me and he's given me revelation and nothing could take that beauty away even that ugly system that's out there that's man produced on what they perceive the word how it benefits them it makes mega churches these mega churches pay off their debt and loans for the building in the land do they pay off your mortgage do they help you no they don't help their flock in fact many of them you have to apply for any kind of help and really go through the rigors of why do you need this help you know and have to make application and 
have to show your tithing record and your everything before they'll even help you. Was Jesus doing that when he walked this earth? I I know the kingdom age is coming soon because our system has gotten so ugly. <laughs> and I can only tell you that's a feeling of my spirit and what I've gone through in the 20 some odd years of following Jesus and I didn't come to him in a normal fashion I came to him because he gave me a miracle he showed me he was real because I asked him I said God are you real I was losing my eyesight. I was legally blind. So, I came to him in a different way. And I know what I have. And I wish, just like he wished for his other son, Ishmael, that they would come to know his presence. I wish, even for the Gentiles here in the Western world, that they would really come to know his presence. Everyone. So, this was just a small summary of this teaching, and it's opening eyes, and it's healing, and it's giving revelation off of it, because it's different than what has been given out there. And I know that it's truth because it's a witness to my spirit in what I have been shown. I gave the book that he recommended, The Saving Life of Christ by Major W. Ian Thomas. It talks about these things. There's a dual aspect. And he went over obedience in that duality that we see. And that God is looking for pure, pure heart-filled gratitude obedience over 
anything that you do. Because if you're walking with the Lord, He'll show you what to do. And He'll show you where to be, and He'll direct you. So God bless, and start looking at your obedience in a different way. Could change your whole walk. And your whole appearance, and how your light shines. And during this Hanukkah season, we're looking to shine for him to pour the pour the oil so that we shine forth people know who sustains our life and we overcome and people see the victory God bless.